I started the page with just talking about how, what is Hinduism and the things that I've learned orally. I didn't do research, but the, when I started doing research, my page just went a whole other way because I started discovering so many, I would say probably controversial, but um, a, a lot of things that, you know, were hidden or that is not openly spoken about. And so my page addresses being what what it really means being Tamil. Uh, well, everybody defines being Tamil differently, so I'm going to rephrase that. Uh, <laughs> but about ancient Tamils and how we've actually evolved as a, a society and our practices then. You don't know who I am. If I ring up a few numbers, an entire village would stand there for me. Whoa, 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 don't be scared. We would often hear people say these words when they are to show their strength to people. Probably that's the importance of having a family, friends and people who stand by you. We take pride to show off to people and at times even to initiate a discussion about the places and people we belong to. We take pride in our lineage. We like to talk about it. We also like to show off that what our great-grandfathers did and what heritage they've passed on to us. But how sure are we about the tradition, the culture, the practices and its origin that we've been sticking to? Welcome to the Women's Period Podcast. This is Revati here, your host, a person seeking inspiration and hope at every door possible. Today, I have Subhangi Kalanadhan, a lawyer by profession and history researcher by passion. She runs an Instagram page called What the Puttu. So let's go ahead and talk to her and know about our Tamil culture and tradition and the roots of it. So hello and welcome to the Women's Media Podcast. This podcast is all about bringing in inspiration to people along with letting you know that there are many other fields and many other ways to get an inspiration and also letting you know that there are very various fields to explore and get to know that you can't sit idle at home and there is only one life which you can enjoy. So in that course, today I've got Subhangi Kalanadhan, who is a lawyer by profession and she's doing research about our history, about our lineage. So there are many times that we keep discussing with people and also there are never there is never a time when we don't bring it about our lineage, about a tradition. We never miss to talk about the history and let people know that where we came from, right? And how sure are we about the authenticity of the information that we have been sharing with people about our lineage? So let's check with Subhangi about the same. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Subhangi. Thank you very much for coming today. Thank you, Revadi. I'm so excited and thank you for the great introduction. <laughs> Lovely, Subhangi. So it's great to see you uh, starting the day with my interview. Thank you for that, considering the time. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Subhangi, when I start the interview, I always have a small ice-breaking question. So when you start your day, what are the two affirmations that you say to your mirror every morning? Uh, I hope today goes well. <laughs> And uh, I just tell myself to just uh, breathe in. And that's something I tell my son. Um, I'm, I want to get into yoga. I have to be honest. I'm not fully into it. But one of the things that I always do, because I know every day there will be little stresses that come and go. And I've been trying to teach my son uh, when he's afraid to breathe in. Um, so that's something that I actually have 
written on my mirror actually like a post note um, right. saying just breathe in <laughs> ah yes yes at times we need to breathe in that's what we forget to do we just mm-hmm. take a time for ourselves and understand exactly. that going slow is fine exactly <laughs> a lot of the times i tell myself to slow down now yes. instead of you know keep going and to yes. enjoy what i'm doing and enjoy the moment and i think that's also very important to acknowledge that no matter how much you try you just can't done, get everything done on your list and that's you got to you know breathe in <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 so it's not like a rat race but re- realizing that you need to go in your own pace i would say that's it's like opening the pandora's box exactly <laughs> <laughs> so yes so i let people know that you're a lawyer and you're a researcher history researcher by passion so tell us mm-hmm. let our people know let our listeners know that who subhanki is <laughs> um yeah as you said uh, by profession i'm a lawyer um going back to my childhood um so we came from ulam uh, uh when i was really young to canada uh, because of the war and when we came to canada my parents were um so certain that they were going to go back home um soon uh, and this was like uh, almost 30 years ago and so they were so they put me in tamil classes they put me in all these extracurricular activities dance music drama so i did everything um so while i was uh so i was very uh, i grew up very artistic very creative um and that uh, you know my my personal journey and my personal uh, background uh, made me question about you know um human rights and equality and why we had to flee um our country so all of that made me realize oh i want to pursue something in human rights uh and i thought you know law would be a great avenue for that so i went and i did uh law and human rights uh, at the university of essex in um the uk and then i came back to canada and um i did like a lot of internships in human rights i was actually in india for two months at, with an organization working with uh sex workers and uh hiv children um and uh doing projects um that you know create awareness about the issues that they face so all of that stuff led me to law and uh at the moment i'm uh, currently working with the government of canada the federal government so i'm a government lawyer by profession wow. so that's my one of my passions and uh, you know i love what i do and uh, i mean i question sometimes some of the things i do and whether what what my future holds but um at the moment i'm loving what i do um as my profession but equally i'm also very passionate about um tamil history uh who i am um some of the things that we do and i think growing up in the diaspora um it's even more important and sometimes i went through this and a lot of people my age you know now i'm in my 30s but um when we grew up uh, we were at some points like embarrassed of our culture because our parents would ask us to you know wear for example the putta my mom made me wear yeah. the putta when i was younger and when i was walking out i would actually take it out uh, oh. and then go to school because i was so embarrassed um yes. so i would do like things like that um because i was so embarrassed because i didn't know why we do things um but as i grew uh i started really loving our culture as i started learning about it and because my parents really put me in tamil classes and drama i was able to understand the history um but i wanted to dive deep so just out of passion i just started researching into that and especially i i grew up in a i 
a very religious home. Um, and I was really into um, Hinduism and uh, what what that is all about and the interconnection of being Tamil and being Hindu. Um, so I started a page called What the Put. And this was after I had my son. And as you know, like women, um, after we have uh, a child, we go through this phase a lot. Some of us go through this phase. And I certainly did where I was questioning, um, you know, my abilities, uh, being a good mom, uh, whether I can be a good mom. Uh, <laughs> you know, I faced a lot of things that, um, for example, I faced issues with breastfeeding that, you know, is not very, like, not really openly spoken about in the community. So okay. I felt really bad at my, about myself. Um, and then I, when I went back to my career, I felt like I had to start all over again. And so it was a lot of things. And I just wanted to do something uh, creative. So I thought, um, so my brother, my sister-in-law, my friends, my husband, they just all encouraged me to kind of start a page called um, mm -hmm. What the Putta. Um, and because I started wearing the putta again after marriage. Um, so I thought, okay, what is that? What is it about? What is our culture about? What is our, um, what is our religious practices about? So that's how I started the page. Uh, I started the page with just talking about how what is Hinduism and the things that I've learned orally, I didn't do research, but the, when I started doing research, my page just went a whole other way because I started discovering so many, I would say probably controversial, but um, a, a lot of things that, you know, were hidden or that is not openly spoken about. And so my page addresses being what, what it really means being Tamil. Uh, well, Everybody defines being Tamil differently, so I'm going to rephrase that. Uh, <laughs> but about ancient Tamils and how we've actually evolved as a uh, society and our practices then. Right, right, right. So when you were telling me that uh, you were ashamed of wearing a photo while going to school. So this is the identity of every child, I would say. So even in India, we do have the same issue. When you become a parent, you realize about your tradition, you realize the importance of your lineage. And that's what has happened with us as well, I would say, Suprangi. So once you had your child, you understood like, okay, this is what I need to pass on to my son. My son needs to understand about my tradition. When I was younger, my mom uh, sent me to like all these religious classes. So I would go to yes. religion class where I would learn the Adams and um, everything. And so from that, I, I kind of just learned like that. And I... I actually taught at a Hindu temple, like the Vadams and stories and all of that. Um, yeah. So I was a Hindu teacher. Um, this was 15 years ago. Um, I did that before I went to uh, law school. So I had that background. And during my wedding is actually, which was um, eight, uh, nine years ago, is when I actually started looking into like why are we doing these rituals mm. um, and even then I didn't do um, you know completely my research I went and spoke to a priest um, that I was really close to and got his interpretation and we decided to do the mandrams even then I questioned why do we do mandrams in Sanskrit why are we doing it in Tamil so my priest um, he was wonderful he did it in Tamil um, and we did Thirvadams instead of you know Sanskrit mandras and he did everything in Tamil and that was uh, great for me at that time so wow. after that wedding um, my friend um, and also another wedding um, uh, wedding planner he also asked me oh like because I had somebody at my wedding 
um, explain what the priest was saying in Tamil and English. So he said, you know, that's such a great method. Like, would you be able to do it for my wedding? My friend asked me that. So All I right. sat beside the priest and I explained it in um, in English and Tamil. Uh, well, uh, in English, actually. And then after the wedding planner, I would explain it in English and Tamil. Um, so this was, uh, again, I didn't do, you know, my complete, my personal research. I was just kind of um, going off what others did. And then at that point, I said, oh, you know, like we do this, like, you know, in Hinduism, they say we do this for this, this for this. So I would talk about it. And and my family was like, OK, why don't you just start a page about it? Um, that exactly. So many. And then when I started, um, I was actually on vacation and uh, I was in Dominican and I was just sitting there. And I was also like I was going th- through that phase when I wasn't feeling so good about myself. And then my brother sent me um, another page that he came across saying, hey, look, um, this page actually talks about Hindu rituals and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. But I, you know, I have a different interpretation. And he's like, yeah, that's why it's great if people have different interpretations. <laughs> Start the page. Stop talking about it. Um, so then we like I came back from vacation my brother my husband my sister like we all sat down and we kind of started um, developing the page together and then um, we came up with the name what the putter and then we started doing it so like I had no um, like really intention or anything Um, I mean obviously I wanted to spread awareness but people asked me where do you intend to take this page Um, Hmm. and I didn't know where I wanted to take the page at that time I just said oh I just love doing research I love reading um, and I love sharing knowledge Um, so I just kind of uh, started doing the page that way. You saw another page which was talking about Hindu rituals right Mm -hmm. and you started one you said that this is a different version Every person, and I've seen a lot and lot of pages talk, uh, talking about uh, Hindu rituals. Why should we do some certain things and why shouldn't we do certain things? Each person has his own theory. How exactly. do we confirm the authenticity of the same and how sure are you that, and how sure are you about your research? This might sound a little bit of uh, <laughs> kind of a tricky question, but yes, how confident are you about the same? I think the key is. Um... A lot of us, including myself, as I said, you know, prior to doing the page, I was still um, talking about like Hindu rituals from what I've orally heard, what I was orally taught. Um, and I think the key is to do research on your own about mm. all the different types of interpretations of mm. a particular thing, right? Um, particular topic. And I think that's what really, um, you know, gets you to give people the the most accurate information that you possibly can. But I always tell my readers that this is my interpretation based on my research. And, you know, being a lawyer, like, that's what I was trained in. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, there's always two sides to an argument. Uh, but what is your story? What is your argument? Um, but I can't just go to um, in front of a judge and just say, hey, this is what I think. Here you go. Ah, uh, here's my, yes. <laughs> uh, this is, you know, I think this is great. I can't say that. I have to put in the evidence in front and say, you know, this is the best argument forward. Um, and I think I do that the exact same method. That being, I, I think my legal training helps me in my hmm. research because that's what I do. I look at all of this and I say, you know, based on my research, yes. And sometimes when it's like, when I feel like, Oh, it could be this, but it could be that. I put that into 
I say, you know, some say this, but other scholars say this. What okay. do you think? So ah. I always, I always do that too because I, uh, you know, it's, but some things I feel super strong about, and I say this is my interpretation. This is what I think. I'm sure this is what happened according to me, mm-hmm. um, and that's why it's a blog, right? Like it's, it's more of a blog, um, and it's my interpretation. But I always. I do a lot of academic research. I try to look at, um, and it's also tricky because the academic research by, um, you know, non-Thamos is sometimes very different from the ones that are by Thamos. Um, so I try to do like as complete research as possible. That's why I'm not, I don't regularly post on my um, page because it takes a long time before I'm able to put a post. But um so I think research is key. Like, and I think that is what's scary about social media because right. everybody can post anything. It's not like academic articles, right? Like you can just post anything. Um, but I think um, uh, doing the most research um, and when people have questions, you're able to give them, you know, whatever um, answers with the right research. Um, I think that's key. Right. At the end of the day, it's all about self-satisfaction. How satisfied are you about a particular thing? So that is what, yeah. yes, it is your interpretation of particular of certain things that you're delivering it to people through your blog posts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, women should not touch things during the period's uh, time of the month. Is it a myth or is it scientific? So I would say, um, so I think recently there's been a lot of, um, I guess, uh, posts and uh, a lot of things that we read and uh, what we hear that, you know, like, um, for example, menstruation, all mm-hmm. of that is scientific. Um, you know, when you go to the temple, it's because the right. idol goes upwards or downwards, all of that. Um, but for my research, I think for your, uh, for your viewers, what I want to say is, for me, Hinduism and ancient Tamil religious practices are completely separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, um, Hinduism is from a Vedic tradition and uh, Tamils weren't did, did not historically practice that. Um, eventually, the Vedic traditions were merged with ancient Tamil traditions. Um, so, for example, the menstruation, um, I know I see all these scientific reasons behind it, but it's a very complicated concept that we had um, it's called anangu where women in the women were seen as um, being possessed with these uh, powers uh, mm-hmm. that's called anangu so um, and we have to think practically this is a society that goes back you know thousands and thousands of years where um, you know population growth is right. fertility is yeah. was a very mm-hmm. important concept Yes. So, like, they didn't understand how a woman w- was able to produce babies. Like, um, so she was, you know, seen as a goddess in a way because she was a mystery. Oh, oh like, and they oh. knew and they were able to connect the menstrual blood with, you know, producing a baby. So that blood was seen as something that's very powerful. So some, like, there's some interpretation that they've seen that power, the menstrual blood, as a you know um, a sacred power, and some scholars say, yeah, but it was seen as a sacred, dangerous power. Um, so during that time, uh, women were seen as you know you had to 
you know, contain this power in a way because it was, it may be so dangerous when you get out of the house because women possess this power. So they, that's why they were told to like seclude um, and sit in a hut, in a separate hut um, for an X number of days, um, especially during her first period. Um, so all of that, it goes back to when we think about what is society. Oh yes, fertility was a big, big part of celebration and that's why it was celebrated um, because it was seen as um, like a key part of society at that time, right? And I wanna emphasize that at that time. Um, now, obviously society has evolved and, but you know, some practices we refuse to change it because, you know, we wanted to carry it on. But I think going back to thinking about, okay, like why, and it's not, I wouldn't say it's, I mean, it is scientific or biological by means, but some of the things I read on why, and I, I don't like from my research, I think it's because Tamos had this concept and even in Kerala today, um, uh, which, you know, at one point we were all uh, called mm -hmm. Tamilaham, Kerala and um, Tamil Nadu. Um, so, during, even to this day, we have indigenous goddesses there where they menstruate every month. And then yes. even the menstrual cloth is mm. seen as so auspicious. So yes. because it's seen as auspicious, I don't think we were ever seen as dirty. Uh, according to ancient Tamil um, traditions, I don't think it was seen as like this dirty thing um, that, you know, you can't touch or you can't. But because it's because it was seen as they were just wowed by the process, really. Um, right. And they said, oh, you know, like, okay, you, you have this power that so we need to contain it. So that's why they separated it. And I'm not going into whether that's right or wrong. Um, but I think going back that from my research, my interpretation is it came from that and not um, other. I, I'm not big on the mythological stories. Um, for me, I see this as something that makes more sense to me. Yes, yes, yes. That sounded like like. Yes, I have heard a lot of versions about menstruation and why women were asked to be uh, separate and secluded during those days of uh, the month. But your explanation <laughs> was like, it was entirely a different dimension where women were respected. You said that uh, the Hindu tradition and the Tamil uh, tradition, they are entirely different. Would you like to enlighten us a little bit more about the same? Because that's, I would say, I would frankly say that's news to me. And I've, yeah, I've that, been that that Tamil tradition is what Hinduism is all about. So I never yeah, saw that, them separate. Yeah, so that was uh, news to me too when I started yes. doing research. Yeah. Um, but what, through my interpretation, through my research, what I've understood is that, you know, ancient um, Tamils had their own religious practices, um, mm -hmm. one of them being, you know, um, the five regions um, that you might know as, you know, Kuringji, Mullah, Nedal, yeah. Yes. So we, we, we had our own gods um, per region. Um, yes. But over time, what happened is, um, what we know is as Hinduism today is actually, according to my research, it's a it's a um it's really a combination of so many different indigenous practices all over india is what we know is um hinduism today so what happened is um we had the vedic tradition which is separate from the tamil tradition over time they migrated with the tamils and uh they 
kind of, um, you know, um, try to preach their Vedic principles. Hmm. But what hmm. happened is uh, it's a process called science fertilization, where they would take um, a Vedic god and merge it with the indigenous god that we had and and then say that, you know, it's the same god. So this is quite confusing, very complicated. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it could be something on its own, a, a, podcast, a podcast on its own. But mm-hmm. I'll give you a very um, simple example. So we have, everybody knows the god Murhan today, right? Skanda. Skanda. But, but Skanda, the origins of Skanda in the Tamil tradition is, mm-hmm. you know, in Kurinji, um, mm-hmm. uh, where it was... Uh, the land of the mountains um we would have ha- heard of uh you know the, there was uh Bali is like a popular his wife yes so in in Kurinji they actually had a god, god called Seon who were who okay. was actually seen as one of the ancestors so mm. Seon would have um had the veil um, yeah. you know, he was a hunter um mm. and he had his love interest who was Bali and who was his wife so the Vedic tradition comes in, sees that, okay, these people are praying to this god, this hunter god called, um, uh, you know, a Seon. And then they look at their list of gods that they have. And there's this, they have a warrior god called Skanda. Hmm. So they combine Skanda with Seon and say, hey, Seon and Skanda, uh, uh, Skanda are the same gods. <laughs> but, hey, hmm. you have a low caste wife who is Valli who's from the tribes but so we need to give upgrade him with a wife and it's also love marriage so we're not into love marriages so mm. we're gonna give you a high caste wife wow. Devane who is from mm. who's Skanda's wife we're gonna put her and say hey she is his first wife and uh and then you know there's Valli who's your second wife so that's what <laughs> historically that's what and I was, you know, my, because I, I always wondered why do, like, our gods have two wives? Like, yes. why? And because on one end, I always hear, oh, Tamil was about Urtinagurti, all of that. And then I yes. hear this. So I was like, okay, like, then why? So what happened? Like, how, when did this happen? Hmm. And then I realized, oh, okay. So this was like, you know, the, okay. historically, maybe this, has happened and Sanskritization. If you Google, if you um, read on uh, different academic articles, like it talks about this, like this process that this is what's happened. But it's been, you know, many many years that it's 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 really hard to understand that because you know now we're so merged with this, right? Yes. Um, but I think it's still important to know um, our background and some of the things that we've that's ha- happened. So I'm not, you know, I, I don't I don't tell my readers or viewers, like, don't go to the temple, don't do this, don't do that. Um, you know, it's completely like anybody can do whatever they want. But I think it's still important to know. And one of the things that I what that I focus on my page is um some of the questions I had, like if I just go on my page and just talk about science fertilization, or if I just go on my page and say, Hey, like Tamos, uh, we've been there for like, you know, three thousand years at least. Uh Come yes. on, read my page. Nobody will care. Like nobody yes. will care. But if I say, "Hey, do you know why? Like, uh, we do this for a wedding. Do you know how weddings were conducted?" Right. Um, then people are interested because that's part of their daily lives. Everybody's yes. interested about weddings. So now I actually, so I started looking into weddings, and now I conduct my own weddings um, based on a two, uh, based on my 
research of how an ancient Tamil wedding um, could have potentially looked like and different things. Um, and I always say this is not exactly how the wedding looked like, but it's more like a celebration of the different traditions that they had. So instead of um, instead of Sanskrit mandrams or even just transforming it into Tamil mandrams, I use um, ancient Tamil literature scripts, um, or I use... Um, you know, Tirukural, or I use Kurundohe, uh, I use um, from ancient Tamil literature, I use little like um, parts of it um, that talks about weddings. And I, instead of, you know, um, a fire, I don't have a fire because Tamils never had a fire. That was Vedic tradition. Instead, mm. I have um, like a frame of the uh, regions. And I also have, um, we used to worship our ancestors. We used to erect stones for them to um, to celebrate and pray to them so I would have a stone um, so we, I so I do weddings now that kind of taken that talk discuss these things and you know I have people who you know uh, people here young um, um, young Tamils who who don't know how to speak Tamil themselves but who are very interested in the culture they'll come up to me and uh, they'll ask me oh what is Tolhapiam Right. Oh. And even adults don't know what the room is. And so we'll have like a full out discussion about ancient Tamil history, um, about these different practices, which I find has been more effective than me just posting. Um, you know, what Tamils have been like, if I go and tell my son, he's only four now, but, uh, you know, if I go and tell him, you know, like, you should be proud to be Tamil. And that's what some of our parents did, right? And yes. we were, we felt suffocated. Like we didn't, right. we didn't care. Uh, but if I went and I said, oh, you know, like, you know, the wedding you see and when it's time to get married, people always want to know why, right? Yes. Um, so uh, when we talk about it, then it gets interesting. And then, then people become fascinated about their own culture. And, and that's kind of the aim of my page. Yes, yes, yes. That I, I guess I I would have to I have to do a different podcast with all the stories that you have in store. <laughs> it's just getting interesting. After listening to the story, Subhagi, so I believe all my life has been and has been a lie. I <laughs> so Sarah, though, though it's like uh, I used to believe that history always stayed. History was as such. And we, we've been learning about it. But it is actually the history has been evolving. And at, yeah. it's being served to us in different shapes and sizes. And each time, there's a different modification of the same. Yeah. And, you know, my grade 10 teacher, history mm. teacher, and I always loved history. And, mm. uh, like, on the first day of class, I remember he, uh, she put his story. Story, yes. So, and and it's like, and she said, you know, it is, Really, history is really the story, but it's the story of whoever wins. Right. So it's 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 and it's a his story. It's never her story. So <laughs> it's his story. Um, so I, that always I always uh, you know had that in the back of my mind that you know it's never the story of um, you hardly hear of the story of the oppressed. You always right. hear the story of the ones that won the battle, right? And it's always through a men's lens. So right. I think like, you know, slowly times are changing, but I think like we need to share more of our stories, our interpretations and our version of history. And I yes. think that's what I'm trying to do. Yes. History is, you know, about his like usually ma males and ones that won the 
war, right? Mm -hmm. And or their stories of victors. Um, but I think I think what we need to see, and I think, you know, lately we've seen more and more, but I think it's not enough. We need to share our stories, our heritage, our versions of things. And I think that's what, um, to me, that's what, when I say what, what am I passionate about, um, that's what it is. Whether it's in my profession or whether it's in my passion projects, I want to share my version of what, from based on my own personal experiences, right, and my people. And I think, um, so that's what I do through my page, uh, What the Porte. I've also, um, uh, with my friends, we've created a Tamil children's book called Amuda Loves to Read. And Amuda is a girl from Canada, like a little five-year-old, and just her life story. So mm. kids here can also understand um, what our stories are. And like my son doesn't have bo enough books that represent him. So we have a, a story of, a girl as well so I think anything history just doesn't have to be about just history but just sharing our stories because eventually these things will become history we will become history in our own ways and our own families right so all of those things and I encourage people like when when I talk to um, others I always tell them you know this is my way of saying my story uh, the story of my people but you, all of us have our version of history, of our interpretation of things, um, and our own personal stories. So I think like all of us uh, can share our own individual stories, just like how you're doing it through your podcast, right? You're sharing your version of stories and sharing other people's. And together, we're creating our own history and our own True. story. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So uh, when they say, like, as, again, uh, when we children don't realize that uh, what is the importance of learning about your tradition? What is the importance of knowing about your heritage? So this is what it is. Because at some point of life, they have this question in their mind that who am I? Even though we say that as a world, we are one. But there's something mm -hmm. about you, about your tradition, that is making you unique. That is making you stand out of the crowd. Right? Mm -hmm. Be it, it's in your genetics. It's yeah. in your character. Even though you blend with the other society that you're living in, some part of you is still there. Isn't that true? So as you said, we become, we might become history, but what matters is what, what we leave behind. Exactly. Right? Yeah, beautiful said. <laughs> and I think yes. as children, hmm. I think often we think, um, you know, we need to teach them this or they need to be proud of our heritage. They mm. need to be proud of our, but that's not true. Like, I, I mean, according to me, I think mm. the more we push them that way, the more yes. that they don't want to be. Um, yes. And I think it's more of just giving them as much experience and exposure to those things. Like yes. my, my, um, as a child, you know, growing up in a country, like a different country, mm. um, I think what, what, what fascinated me was more, of the experiences that I had, um, you know, the, the shows that I went to, like me being engaged in um, more cultural, like uh, in dance and drama was more, it made me be more aware of our traditions and then question it uh, yes. versus if my mom just kept saying, no, no, like you got to do this, you got to do that. Um, I don't think I would have really gotten, got into it. So with my son, you know, we try to speak in Tamil at home as well um, just to give him that exposure 
Uh, but at the same time, I think like what I want to do more of is give him that experiences where he can question it and ask us why we do things, right? Right. Um, so right. the minute that we get the kids to question themselves and invoke interest, then they'll do it on their own. And I think it's a challenge. Like I'm saying this, but as a parent, you know, it's challenging for me to like keep doing things that evoke his interest. Right. Um, but I think that's what it is. It's like just just letting them. And for my readers as well, a lot of my readers are, uh, my viewers are all people that um, grew up with in mm. the diaspora or have no um, understanding of their own culture. But when they read it, they're like, oh, you know, I've been asking my parents this question, but nobody knows. But they keep telling me that, you know, I should be proud to be Tamil. I should follow these things. And then right. I get frustrated. Mm. So now that I know the answer, then, okay, like now I'm more interested in learning more. So right. I think that's, yeah, that's another thing I would say. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So yes, we can. All we can do is we can keep practicing. We cannot impose, but that needs to be put out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes, uh, let's have a, a little bit of uh, a, this. This might sound a little bit funny, but there have been a lot of traditions that uh, our ancestors follow, and we have messed up a lot on the thing. So as you said, uh, we never had fire in our weddings mm -hmm. right so but now yes, if yes. you see we have tried even i've seen yeah i got married in 2012 things have changed a lot since then people have started inculcating mehendi haldi all this something that other people practice into tamil uh, weddings mm -hmm. i would say that this is a mess up that people are finding ways to celebrate it better Mm -hmm. right this is just an example how what since you're a researcher since you're learning a lot about a about a culture what do you see like you cannot stand certain things right oh my god i know the truth you know the truth even i'm like okay this is this these things i've seen them just like a common person but you are a person who has seen something beyond like really irks you when do you feel like oh my god why are people messing it up so much I, I don't think people are messing it up too mm. uh, at all. Like I, I think, you know, to each its own. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the only concern I have is to make an informed decision. Right. Mm. So, right. Um, so I, as I said, I conduct uh, Tamil weddings now. Mm. So, but I always saw the couple. Uh, so this year I just started it this year and I conducted two weddings and uh, both the couple and, you know, I have, I'll, after that I shared that on my page and then a lot of people were curious on how do you conduct your weddings and then I get so many inquiries mm -hmm. and I always tell them you know this is such a sensitive thing because mm -hmm. this is what even if you're okay with it and this is the funny part right um, like parents who say you know you should follow traditions you should know Tamil you should they are afraid to actually bring in you know ancient Tamil traditions huh. into yes. weddings so the problem now not problem but the concern is not the kids at the moment it's actually the parents who who are so used to one way of doing things and it's right. not their fault because that's what they've been taught years and years and years and years so my concern is not people incorporating other things my concern is like I want them to be able to also have opportunities to learn about these things. And then like, 
I have, um, I actually recently spoke to an uncle who is very like much into Tamil um, culture, Tamil traditions. Uh, he's very into um, learning about Tamil history. And he was saying, he's like, yeah, you know, like I understand what you're saying, but it's, it's so hard for us, like to be able to do it um, mm. for my own son, because I'm so used to it. And I'm so afraid that, you know, if I don't put the fire, if I don't put the thing, like oh. will something happen? Like, I'm so right. scared because yes. that's what we're used to. But the minute, like when I did the weddings, I'm up to the point that they've seen it. They were scared. The parents of the bride were scared. Uh, but when I conducted the wedding, um, they were really happy because then they understood because you, the more you see something, the more you accept it. So I think for all of um, for our community, because they haven't seen it, they can't accept it. Um, right. And that's what they're used to. And we're always stuck with what we're used to. Right. Uh, we think it's right because it just feels right, because that's what we do. Right. So I think I think what I would like to see is, um, you know, us have more discussions like this where we talk about this and uh, more people being aware that, you know, there are other ways. Um, and there are there was like how our ancestors actually practiced these mm. uh, rituals. And I think that's what it is. The more you see it, the more you hear it, the more you speak about it, it just becomes more normalized. Right, right. So the movie, it, it's like uh, the reason why people are really afraid is I would say it's all ignorance. They, they've been tuned in a way. Like, if you don't do this, this is going to happen to you. Yeah. And that's right? what, uh, you know. We always get the results first. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've all been always told, like, if you're vegetarian, like, if, you don't, if you're not vegetarian on, like, these vitamins, right. then, you know, something bad's going to happen to you. So, like, yes. that's what we, we've been taught, right? And that's yes. how, like, these things spread. So, when these, these are 60-year-old adults, but for them, that's what they've been taught all the, uh, you know, all their lives. So for them, they're afraid. They're afraid to do anything different from what they've yes. been taught. Yes. yes. You start understanding the reason behind each and every uh, practice that they have. We would stop being uh, so scared. Because the reason is mm -hmm. our ancestors have been efficiently threatening us <laughs> with the results that they <laughs> So yeah. the first thing that's coming, you will burn in hell. Yeah. <laughs> so if you keep lying, if you lie, God will take out your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's it's been like that. We've been tuned in such a way. So it's like knowing or unknowingly, it's like it's become a part of us. Like we don't want to cross the lines. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so these are imaginary lines. These are the lines that we have put for ourselves, but we we would never risk crossing that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes so Subhangi, <laughs> Subhangi all this time you've been talking about Tamil tradition you've been talking about uh, the how how Tamilians have been how Tamilians are now and what our understanding is so by uh, uh, with that I will come to the concluding question I would ask you I would request you to talk a few lines in Tamil by putting out this question in which for example I heard the saying I learned about this saying recently so that so that I was understanding like even if you're throwing something uh, in the river, you need to measure it before. Like you just cannot throw away things. Mm -hmm. But later I understood, I studied and I understood that whatever you learn, whatever you put inside you, 
this is something that you are doing. Whatever you learn, analyze it, understand it, and only then imbibe it within you. But this is what in due course, what our ancestors said and what we are saying, the way we are saying has totally entire different meaning. Mm -hmm. We would like to listen a few from you. In the part of it, வரலாற்றுக்கு <laughs> படிச்சு எல்லா விதமாகவும் அதை படிச்சு அதை உங்களுக்கு எவ்வளவு அதை உள்வாங்கி கொண்டு பிறகு அதை எவ்வளவு தூரம் நாங்க மற்றத்திற்கு சொல்லி கொடுக்க முடியுமோ அதுவும் சொல்லி கொடுக்கலாம் இது சரி அது சரி என்றும் இல்லை இப்ப நான் சொல்றது எல்லாம் சரி என்று நான் சொல்ல மாட்டேன் அது என் என்ன என்ன பொறுத்த வரைக்கும் அது சரி உங்களை பொறுத்த வரைக்கும் அது பிழையாகவும் இருக்கலாம் ஆனா நாங்கள் அதை பற்றி கதை கோணும் நினைச்சோம்ண்டா தமிழ்நாடு அகத்துல போட்டாலும் But whatever points you gave was really, really valuable. And I'm very sure that the viewers and the listeners of my podcast would love listening to you. Because you have given them a light, you have given them a spark, you've given them the, the light that we get at the end of the tunnel. That yes. Thank you. It's very <laughs> kind of you to say that. <laughs> so I would, I would proudly say that you indeed did that. So thank, thank you, you thank so you much. for taking taking your time and being here in my podcast today thank you very much it was lovely talking to you and thank you for doing um what you're doing and you know gathering so many people from various fields various interests and really putting out their stories um to others and i think what you're doing is absolutely amazing i hope you keep doing what you're doing and i'm looking forward to you know learning about so many different topics apart from mine ஒரு 
It was great to know a lovely person like Subhangi and also I could learn that there are so many many more things that you can do apart from what you are doing that is to follow your passion. I just love talking to Subhangi. I know you would have also enjoyed this episode. To let me know how you felt about today's episode, send me an email to womensperia@gmail.com. The spelling goes by W O M I N S P I R I A at gmail.com. Womensperia pages can be found in LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can watch the entire video of the interview in YouTube now. So, until next time, keep inspiring and look for inspiration everywhere possible. This is Ravi signing off from Womensperia, contagiously inspiring. Thank you very much.